Hi, and welcome to Night Clerk Radio. This is episode 67, Witch House. We're going to be talking about a another minor, well, obscure by the standards of music genres. <laughs> Witch House is a, an electronic music genre that was popular uh, in tw- 2009, 2010, but it's still around. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, there's a lot of interesting comparisons to that in Vaporwave. And of course, with me as always is Burke. How are you doing? I'm good. Excited to get into some goth music for the, the spooky <laughs> month. <laughs> yeah. In previous uh, episodes, of course, we've talked about Vapor Goth, artists like Chinese Hackers uh, with the album Wiretap. But this is a bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Witch House is a, a genre I've been aware of for a while, but I never really got into it, probably because the few times I listened to it, it didn't really connect with me. But now that I've done more of a deep dive, I certainly understand the appeal now. But yeah, it's quite interesting. Uh, and we want to give a big shout out to our patron, ex Umbra in Solemn, who sort of brought this genre to our attention because, like I said, I, I was aware of it vaguely, but I kind of... Like, oh, that's a thing, and then forgot about it. So, mm-hmm. but uh, Exumbra kind of brought it back to our attention and uh, put some links to some interesting artists and uh, some of whom we'll be discussing. And yeah, I am quite excited to talk about it. But this is entirely new to you, right? Yeah. And uh, I'll say that when they did recommend it, a bunch of other people also jumped on and were like, oh, yeah, that first Salem album, which is an artist we'll talk about. You know, that album, you know, that's great and et cetera. And, and people really got into it and also threw in recommendations. So that's definitely what piqued my interest, because like you said, I had never heard of it. Mm-hmm. I think largely because I have almost no connection to house music. Really, I've never been like a big fan. So yeah. which is probably like the first thing I get the the hurdles out of the way before I get into what I do actually like. And what I did end up liking a lot is you like drum and bass and stuff. So you have some like connection to electronic, uh, like electronic music and stuff in your listening repertoire. Yeah. I, for a while as a child, like, uh, (laughs) literally as a child in the nineties, had like a big late nineties, I guess I was a teenager trance phase because the, Oh yeah. Like iconic rave track, um, Halcyon and on by Mm -hmm. orbital was at the mm-hmm. end of Mortal Kombat. Paul, the, uh, the 1995 yeah, Mortal yeah, Kombat movie yeah, plays when yeah. all the souls are released. Oh, and it was on that soundtrack, which I listened to all the time on my, oh, my yeah. little, my little disc man going to mm-hmm. school. And I was like, this is pretty good. This is kind of cool. Listen to a bunch of like, I don't even remember what it was. It was just like whatever trance mixes I could find on Napster. <laughs> Tiesto. Yeah. yeah Tiesto like ICQ and mm-hmm. IRC and stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you didn't have the power to like really research stuff mm-hmm. in the same way. But other other genres kind of bounced off. Like I'm not big into drum and bass. It's too too hyper, too frenetic. I am mm-hmm. I am chill by <laughs> I try to be. So like that's a bit much. Even working out, like it's too much for me. And then like house I never got into, just kind of always, like you said, bounced off me. I think there's some aspects of that, which is some of the production stuff is is not really interesting to me like purely as music and i i think one of the reasons witch house works is because it does have this other sort of like visual aesthetic which we'll talk about on top of it mm-hmm. but like a lot of house i i think the one thing that really throws me off in, in house music is a lot of the processing of vocals mm. because like i i don't mind like a straight up sung song right so like in terms of i i guess keeping it goth specific like i don't mind songs that have lyrics and stuff at a big phase or i was into like a lot of that late 70s early 80s post-punk 
goth rock stuff that kind of evolved into like new wave and then sort of mellowed out and became less occulty as time goes on. But like Susie and the Banshees, the Chameleons are like a huge UK group. Bauhaus, yeah, etc. Yeah, Bauhaus, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Bella Lugosi's Dead was like a huge track, mm-hmm. and then it was in like the Akewood uh, web comic, which introduced mm-hmm. it to a, a whole new generation. But that kind of stuff, I, I liked. So vocals are not necessarily a problem, and if they're processed, they can also be interesting. So like Vaporwave has very mellow, yeah, right. They they sort of blend into and, and bleed into the overall soundscape. They aren't really like lyric songs like sometimes in echo jammy stuff they they can be but they're still sort of hypnotic and get repetitive yeah but in some electronic in house they do the like the high-pitched chirpy vocal editing mm-hmm. to like match the attack like to get like these like high attack vocals and that just like messes with me i don't it doesn't doesn't sit well mm-hmm. so so stuff like that so i i was definitely concerned with the the house bass going in because i was like oh what if i just don't like the root <laughs> of <laughs> uh, of what happens but i think i ended up liking a lot of what people suggested yeah you know i think the the really interesting thing is how eclectic of a genre of witch house is because in mm-hmm. terms of its the sound of witch house varies so much both from uh stuff that was produced in its heyday which again is like the 2009 2010 when Salem popped up on the scene and everyone was really into that, that mood, Mm -hmm. but like uh, people are still making witch house today and it definitely sounds different. You could play like a mix of uh, witch house music. And if you selected it carefully, they would all, every song would sound completely different. I mean, it would all sound electronic because that, that's sort of its core, but like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like vaporwave in that regard is that there's such a wide variety because I've heard stuff that was very, like shoegazy, very kind of mellow. And then there's a lot of like, which has especially some of the newer stuff, it seems that seems to be very trap influence, very like hip hop mm-hmm. beat and like very more oriented, uh, oriented towards being club music or something. Mm-hmm. Like when I, it turns out one of the artists I actually liked was, is considered a witch house producer, Clams Casino. Um, because like I'm, you've mentioned before. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because like I discovered claims casino on a chill wave mix, but you know, Wikipedia doesn't lie. And it says one of his genres is a uh, witch house. And I can see that like I'm God could be, is considered witch house because it's, you know, so moody and there's a lot of sounds of water, which again is, is a witch house kind of thing. A lot of them. So yeah, it's a very interesting genre in that, that eclecticism. That's definitely one thing that that surprised me mm-hmm. so also like I, I love the story of like how genres come about whereas like the name witch house was like yeah. just a coined joke because so, apparently according to two people that mm-hmm. uh picture plane who is one of the artists that was recommended to us the the video for goth star was one of the recommendations mm-hmm. apparently like for like a radio interview or something was just like, well, we do house, but it's kind of a culty, so we're just going to call it witch house. <laughs> like, <laughs> as like like an offhanded joke that just stuck, which it's a great name. Like it's it's very, it immediately makes you interested in it when you hear it. But I do want to give people an idea of what we talk about if they haven't heard it. Mm-hmm. So this is probably, I guess, one of the most famous tracks, but King Knight by Salem.
really compelling. Uh, I also have to say, go to the show notes and watch the video. This is mm. the uh, the first track off their first album, also titled King Knight. And the video is awesome. It's just like this black, ominous 18-wheeler with like <laughs> lighting effects uh, around its Barrett Porter. Mm-hmm. Just driving around. It's very, uh, I don't know. I always associate big ominous trucks with Stephen King. Well, weird how that would work out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't know. Maximum overdrive is not big ominous trucks, but you know, like pet cemetery, like his stuff with like truck drivers kind of going wrong. Mm -hmm. It just looks awesome. And like, I I think the visual aesthetic of which house is one of the things that draws me in the most. Yeah. There is uh, an interesting quote from a, Article from Pitchfork uh, reviewing mm. Balam uh, Akab's uh, Wander Wonder album. And uh, the umbrella of music sometimes called Witch House is perhaps the most obvious example of eclecticism since it mixed uh, combined musical concerns, moody sins, slow tempos, warped vocals, allusions to Southern rap with specific visual aesthetics, anonymous producers shielded by hoodies, Christian imagery, Deep knowledge of the computer keyboard symbol keys. <laughs> and boy, that sounds I mean, a lot of those traits are vaporwave, you know, weird symbols uh, to defeat SEO, uh, anonymous producers. Yeah. Weird electronic music. Huh. Wonder what this mm-hmm. sounds like. <laughs> I could see why there's an overlay uh, of our patrons between uh, liking vaporwave and what, uh, liking which house. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of it, I think, is also, you know, all music is like all artists created from the material concerns. And, you know, I don't think it's yeah. a coincidence that Witch House came out from 2009, you know, the mm-hmm. financial crisis, you know, we're just coming out of the Obama or the, the Bush years and the paranoia. And so the, the, the great financial crisis sort of causes this sort of mood and paranoia and just melancholy about the, the disintegration or the decay of America or the world. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Witch House often invokes Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, a bit of that 90s nostalgia. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So. No, that's um, interesting. I wasn't really thinking about it that way in terms of the historical context. Mm -hmm. Only because I I think of the inclusion of occult elements with the given genre as so common. Mm -hmm. But now I want to go back and see if like certain rises correspond to like other other conditions go, going on right so like i don't know i think of like the 70s and 80s occult metal I, I, you know and i mentioned like mm-hmm. punk uh post-punk and, and goth and stuff but you know like danzig and ozzy and stuff and, and like and just general human interest in occult and art goes back further through film and writing yeah i mean it's a cult like witch house is very occult theme but like it's a different style of occult theming than yeah than like the heavy metal stuff it's less garish it's less you know like demons and leather with axes cutting people's heads apart it's like (laughs) a faded polaroid of you know a bonfire in the woods and people in robes uh Mm. you know sacrificing a goat or uh Mm. not even that just like a ghost in a haunted in an abandoned farmhouse Mm. but also you have a keyboard for some reason Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so uh, i i mean in some ways we could see it's it's sort of like a predecessor to like the popularity of analog horror because it's sort of drawing on Mm. sort of the same sense of disassociative like old technology and like the wilderness and just being yeah i don't know uh you know, things like found footage, like Blair Witch may have started leading into this. 
Yeah, predates that by tennis years or so. Yeah, but I mean, like it it kept building up, right? Like for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's all the what, paranormal activities and all that have been around forever mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. I think the other aspect of sort of this more subtle occult mm-hmm. stuff we're, we're talking about, I guess, like mysterious occults and whatnot, are the presence of like discussion of or consideration of psychedelics comes up a lot mm-hmm. too, which it just got me thinking. It's it's kind of interesting. Um, I'm sure it's intentional, but one of the tracks that was recommended to us was um, Matter Superior, Suspiria Vision, Witchcraft mm-hmm. 69, which is uh, <laughs> um, one of the music videos. And the the video for it is cut together footage of like people freaking out and stuff in um, graveyards. And the footage is from a 1960s like LSD propaganda film mm-hmm. called The Weird World of LSD from 1967. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because the title of Suspiria, of course, makes me think of Argento mm-hmm. Suspiria, which itself was based off a short story from like the 1800s, loosely, yeah. not entirely, of course, which is also about like memory and psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Just interesting, like this deep connection there, too. I, I don't know what to make of it, but it was just something that, that comes up a lot. I think the imagery, perhaps, or like the sense of connecting to some otherness is a thing that comes up a lot in psychedelic use. Yeah. I mean, maybe the connective tissue is like fucking Rob zombie, right? Like the, the modest Suspiria, no. <laughs> that video could have been a Rob zombie. Like I, I would have a hundred percent, all you needed is him popping up screaming about Dracula. And I would hundred percent believe that was his work, but like, maybe that's, that's but his is like corny though. Right. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, it's like a spectrum yeah. going from like Danzig to to Rob Zombie to Witch House. Like, maybe there's like the the evolution. Well, of I don't the know about that. I have to think about that one a bit before we uh, commit to it on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> also, I strongly disagree with anything Rob Zombie after watching the Munsters. I just want to put that out there oh, before we get back dude. into actual discussion. Just, yeah. Just saying. Sorry, I feel like we're just contractually. Uh, I don't know what the contract is, but I feel we're obligated to mention Dragula at least once per year on this episode on this podcast. So um, I don't know I, about we. Seems <laughs> to be just you. All right, fair enough. Uh, oh, the other thing that I think may have led to Witch House is also like 2008. YouTube starts coming into dominance, right? As a, mm. as a video platform, and like people start uploading everything and digital, you know, audio workstation, you know, music production software is very sophisticated by that point. And perhaps a part of the reason why Witch House became popular is in one of the articles I uh, I read mentions this, I think it was the Vulture 2017 article, uh, Reconsideration of Witch House, hmm. is that like now the, the producers have all of these tools, but they also now have the access to basically all music throughout history, right? They can, they can get samples from anything. And so they start digging up all this obscure stuff from like the sixties, like they make a music video and like, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of in the tradition of, you know, chopped and screwed hip hop and just experimentation with a larger library of material to work from. So perhaps that's another reason why it became popular because it was possible for the first time to just like grab whatever you, whatever spooky thing you could find and work it into your music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think it definitely heightens the appeal of digging up obscure samples because mm-hmm. you can get really obscure and you can go really deep into whatever source of interest. I mean, how many times have we just, yeah, after watching a movie, a movie night, just fired up, you know, 
the archive.org video viewer and mm-hmm. just just start clicking through until you see some weird black and white shit because there's just so much media detritus out there <laughs> waiting to be found just made forgotten mm-hmm. and just waiting is waiting to be discovered which is kind of one thing that I'm, I'm sort of excited about of like what are this type of like obscure occult samples in the future maybe not occulty Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about it because we found we stumbled across like the United States Chemical Safety Board's YouTube channel mm-hmm. last night, mm-hmm. which is just like all these weird 3D renderings of industrial accidents. Basically, it's like low level to here and shot CGI of like a chemical plant making a mistake and exploding or something. Mm-hmm. And God, I really hope that it, I really hope that that is like. In 60 years. <laughs> or even 10 years. Even 10. I yeah. guess stuff is so fast. Yeah, I just hope that ends up in, in some weird Yeah, I mean, we've sample. already... I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we've already seen that with Vaporwave, like how many people have made stuff from the Kmart tapes. Yeah. You know, and I found like a, a someone uploaded reel-to-reel tapes from the 70s of Kmart um, mm-hmm. music, including the little jingles uh, that they looped in. Yeah, and I'm sure that's already been worked into Vaporwave. But yeah, like in some ways, Witch House is, is kind of like a horror... It's the same kind of it's it's a different aesthetic and it's a different like sort of philosophy, but it's still like using the same tools and like mindset of like, oh, I have all these resources available to me. I'm going to make use of them and I don't Mm -hmm. give a shit about like, you know, I'm just a person in my bedroom, so I'm going to I'm going to be more experimental. But I, I mean, there are differences too. like Witch House uses a lot more vocals, like you mentioned, a lot more singing where Vaporwave is much more usually much more instrumental. You know, they're they're more witch house bands rather than mm-hmm. solo acts. Um, Salem was a band, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But the average thing for witch house is or for Vaporwave is a single artist. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting that like about at the same time, Vaporwave's coming into existence, witch house is coming into existence and uh, they just kind of had some of the same roots, but they diverged in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we mentioned like a lot of this stuff is being like very occult and horrific and dark. And a lot of it does sound very spooky. But like Bala Macabre's album Wander Wonder mm-hmm. is actually pretty, pretty chill. It's pretty like, yes. yeah, it's pretty nice. It's meditative even. So you you beat me to it. I was going to bring it up. I was going to say, you know, clearly we're talking about this as like a topic episode mm-hmm. because we didn't really. There's just so much music and it was it was a lot to take in mm-hmm. all this variety. So we we kind of pushed aside the idea of like, well, we each do an album, like a traditional mm-hmm. double album episode. But that Wonder Wonder album, I really, I really like that. And I think it was one of the few like full albums I really listened to. A lot mm-hmm. of it, I, I went through like mixes, which I also want to talk about some mixes that were really cool. Mm-hmm. So like, I think the only part, once I got past the second track of Wonder Wonder, which has the kind of like chirp vocals I was talking about, the 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 track um Apart, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Once I got through there, yeah, it's really really actually kind of my jam. Like I really like a lot of that chill ethereal sort of stuff. Yeah. So actually let me just play a little bit from one of these tracks just so people know what we're talking about and kind of contrast it against that, that earlier Salem track.
So that is from about halfway through the track Await, which is track one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Off <laughs> count, they weren't <laughs> labeled. Sorry. Off Wonder Wonder by Balamakov, which is one of the full albums that was recommended to us. Just super chill ethereal stuff. Like it, it's just really pleasant to listen to. Like I mm-hmm. the varied instrumentation, there's like water sound effects. And through the back half of this album, especially through tracks like Long and Under, like Under has some more vocals kind of come back. Mm-hmm. But through some of the longer tracks like Long, that middle 80% of that album is just really great droney type music. But you can still tell there's a little bit of that house influence because there are more prominent drums at times, but even those fade away. No, I really, yeah, I, I, I very similar. It, it was the standout album out of all the music I mm-hmm. listened to. I mean, I like Seabirds, which was mm-hmm. the first album, but it was more of an EP. It was, it's only like 20 minutes. Right. But like, mm-hmm. this is, yeah. it really is standout and it really shows like, if you call yourself witch house, you're witch house like that, that, that seems to be the main thing. Like it's some kind of EDM yeah. and you call yourself witch house like that, that, so all this stuff works, right? So, you know, you yeah, say you're goth, you're goth. You don't have to exactly dress yeah. or exist in a certain way. Witch House doesn't have to sound like it comes from, a you know, a horror Mm-mm. movie or a Twin Peaks reboot, uh, you know? Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. So. No, because even, even thinking about Seabirds, which you just mentioned, sorry, just keep it a little more music focused mm-hmm. for a minute. Even some of that stuff has very, like, crunchy vaporwave tracks to me, like mm-hmm. the first track off the second side, Dream Out. Yeah. Has a lot of drawn out vocals and like weird static effects. And like, it's just interesting because like if you played wonder wonder without telling me who it was, my first guess would mm. have been like probably passion pit. Like it's passion pit just on like, you know, really? Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe just kind of like inverse. Are they trying something new? Are they pushing out a little, but like that would have been my uneducated guess. That's, that's an interesting <laughs> But yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously like Passion Pit on like depressants. Like, uh, it's a very sedate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to make that work in my head. And I was yeah. like, have I just forgotten what Passion Pit sounds like? Am no, I but like someone else? Yeah. It's just like very chill. Yeah. In some ways, just very chill, very like sedate Passion Pit. But mm-hmm. would you consider Zola Jesus to be Witch House? I haven't listened to her a whole lot, but like, she did the, Stuff with Carpenter, right? Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. Interesting. I mean, what does she think she is? That would be my question. Yeah. I'm just not familiar with enough of her music. That's really. fair. Say, I've really only heard the stuff that she did with Carpenter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it seems like now Witch House has sort of settled into being like this micro genre. And there's still like a small, like there's on Bandcamp, there's people releasing albums under the Witch House tag. Very frequently, mm. but like it's sort of kind of settle into this comfortable niche. So I, I yeah, I don't know if there's like ever going to be like a resurgence of it or if it's going to mutate further. But I mean, I like it. Have you um, listened to any newly tagged Witch House or anything? Not on like, Bandcamp. Like I, I like on YouTube, there's like Witch House Mix Best of 2022, mm-hmm. Best of 2021. Mm-hmm. Something uh, you sent me. Sorry. Yeah. 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 2021. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, a lot of that. Like I said, that's the stuff that sounds like a lot like just like trap music with like mm. sort of a darker meat, but like very hip hop focused, very yeah beat heavy. So makes sense because I think that style of drumming is still pretty popular. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of like that's the landscape. Mm-hmm. It's like the most popular actual album or whatever, not a mix or whatever on Bandcamp. That's 
tagged as which house is his funeral mm. by Daedalus. And like clicking through it, it's, it's a lot of trap drums and stuff. So that's mm-hmm. that makes sense. I, I I mean, again, if if you're coming from say an electronic background, that's a lot of what you're going to hear now. I think I sort of get that vibe. I don't follow it close enough to like speak as an expert on these things. Mm-hmm. So the other thing I wanted to talk about just in, in closing here, mm-hmm. and this goes back to kind of the lasting point of what is your actual genre base pretty clearly established that like the term comes from, from house music mm-hmm. and chopped and screwed type stuff and mm-hmm. industrial. But there's one of the other links that was, was shared with us are these collection of compilations, I guess I don't want to say mixes because mm-hmm. there's a little more thought put into called the guide to grave wave. <laughs> and it's three discs from 2010 by uh, Mishka in New York City. He's the the hoster on Bandcamp currently, but otherwise they're um, kind of forgotten. It felt like like a lot of the other links that had died. And I listened through that, and I think that is an even more shocking range of variety in in music than even that we've talked about. Which some of it I didn't bring up because it, it almost doesn't feel adjacent to the show. But like off disc one of the guide to grave wave, a lot of that stuff is like rock mm-hmm. It is like post-punk occulty post-punk, which I thought was like fascinating because I was like, this sounds like nothing like any other stuff we were, we were listening to. Mm-hmm. And then like towards the back half, it starts to become more of what I expected and then kind of chills out through disc two. So there's really, there are three kind of longest discs. So it, it's not really feasible to sit and talk about like, every one of them yeah but they're in the show notes and i i highly suggest listening to all of them because they really highlight like such an incredible range of genres and i thought it was interesting that they i i i wonder if the intent is like grave wave is some sort of i don't know like tongue-in-cheek meta term for all of this stuff or Mm -hmm. just catchy or like only a subset of it is what people would consider themselves witch house making or if it it's all i know it doesn't really matter but it is interesting that it seems to be really driven by the that visual aesthetic and and what that brings to your your samples and and what that brings to like the overall sound of your music and it's just interesting that it's evolved so far from house that it continues to, to to grow and become new things i would love to do like new witch house albums because we really recommended a lot of classics yeah, yeah, and like I said, the the genre seems to have changed, like what it is and what it isn't. But or, or I mean, it's an eclectic genre. It, it just and yeah, I think maybe part of that is also just like that it was like 2010, right? The, those compilations, yeah, so yeah. Like people were still figuring out what it meant to be Witch House. So sure, uh, yeah, I would definitely be up to like reviewing some new mm-hmm. Witch House albums. We'll have to find them. I mean, if we can find another. Like if Balan Macabre releases something new, yeah, we'll have to jump on that. <laughs> Do they? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, Wander Wonders like from 2011. So, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you know, if if they're truly vaporwave adjacent, they have like six other projects. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's they're true. all anonymous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you, yeah, these people don't stop making music. I, yeah. I imagine. So then, do you feel satisfied having revisited the genre? Have you enjoyed? Yeah, like your- I said, my my initial things was like I listened to a few mixes that were when Witch House came out in like 2010 or whatever. I was reading Warren Ellis's blog and he mentioned he was listening to Witch House and linked to it. I was like, eh, yeah, yeah, 
It wasn't it wasn't <laughs> which house that grabbed me, but my musical tastes have changed, uh, you know, in the decade since. So that could it's be music the, for a, yeah. an older, more macabre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Withered down by the life of the content creator. Oh no! <laughs> uh, I still had a gleam in my eye back then. I still had, yeah. Uh, it's not pale like a cave creature because. Damn. Yeah. From being in the content <laughs> mind so long. <laughs> yeah. I, I largely agree. Coming yeah. in completely fresh. I am so glad that someone recommended this. Mm-hmm. I think a big part of it is that I just, at this point in my life, just crave novelty also. So like any, any of these little micro genres out there that you know about mm-hmm. that really stand out, let us know. Cause I probably want to hear them and I'll probably at least think they're interesting, but I definitely think like the, some of the more mellow stuff and some of the more post-punk stuff off the grave wave guide mm-hmm. are, are things that can work their way into, to my listening. Like those really overlap well with what I like. Some of the more house stuff I can, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I get it. It's interesting, but I think it wouldn't be my first choice. I guess it's like the most diplomatic way of putting it. But again, I just, I love being introduced to new stuff. So thank you so much for saying something on the discord. Yeah, definitely. Let us know if you have any other genres for us to look at. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our next episode, we're going to be looking at some recent album from Groceries. That, of course, is the artist put out the classic Mallsoft album, Yes, We're Open, and a new collaboration from Equip and R23X. So those both, uh, I'm very excited to check those albums out. Don't forget, we have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash nightclerkradio, where we have a lot of good bonus episodes. And of course, you can join our Discord. Uh, and I have, uh, we've uploaded the first essay or draft of an essay uh, about Vaporwave because we are eventually going to be working on a book, uh, an anthology of essays. Kind of forming the seeds at the moment, mm-hmm. I would say. So I wrote about 2000, the 2000s and Vaporwave. Uh, you know, talk a bit about news at 11, some other vaporwave and also just, you know, the vibe of that early of that decade and uh, the impact of 9-11 on, on culture. And uh, yeah, so and uh, of course, if you want to talk to us, uh, we are on Twitter at Nightclerk Radio. I'm at Ross Payton. Burke is at Burke McBurkinson. You can also tell your friends about our website, uh, nightclerkradio.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page. But yeah, don't forget to rate and review us. Tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, about us tell all your everyone in your coven you know your next (laughs) black mass where you're in the woods at a bonfire sacrificing goats to the devil tell them about nightclerk radio Uh, it's a perfect time to listen to it (laughs) Uh, we'll talk to you later bye bye